Welcome to Bottom Line's Conversations with the Experts. I'm Sarah Heiner, President of Bottom Line Inc., the number one provider of expert-sourced, expert-vetted, expert advice that empowers your life. And I'm thrilled to be talking today to Dr. Michael Murray, a naturopathic physician and one of the world's leading authorities on natural medicine. He spent the past 30 years collecting scientific study results that demonstrate the effectiveness of diet, vitamins, minerals, herbs, and other natural measures in the maintenance of health and the treatment of disease. Dr. Murray has published over 30 books, including being co-author of one of Bottom Line's newest books, Bottom Line Encyclopedia of Healing Foods, which is available at bottomlinestore.com. And you can learn all about Dr. Murray's healing activities, the many things he does at drmurray.com. So welcome, Michael. Thank you for talking to me. It's my pleasure. All right. So speaking of foods and the power of food for health and disease, we're going to talk now about fake trendy foods. One of my favorites. Okay. All right. So because there are all sorts of trendy foods out there that are supposed to be healthy, but they're not so much. And I'm going to talk now about, in particular, protein powders, protein bars, all those little energy bars, meal replacement bars, and then nut milks and bone broth. Those are the four things we're going to talk about. Okay. All right. So let's start with protein powders, because frankly, the biggest fans of those are the super athletes, but you're not a fan of protein powder. So how come as a category, oh. you don't love them? No, I, I, I love uh, certain protein powders. Okay. Uh, and I think that uh, uh, what we're seeing in the marketplace is uh, a lot of uh, promotion of some that I think are, aren't as good as others. And so I think it's, it's, it's good for people to, to have a kind of an idea of what uh, represents a high quality protein and, and you know why uh, one particular protein powder may be better for them. What role can they play in someone's life? In, well, uh, in terms of yeah, I mean, how I, it, often I, is there too often that they can use them? I, I like smoothies for for breakfast or sometimes for a snack. A smoothies uh, I define as being a low carb, high protein protein uh, drink mixes and shakes. Uh, I think they're very helpful in, in boosting our protein intake without boosting our caloric intake. And this is really important for a lot of people, not just athletes. Yeah, athletes use protein powders to maximize muscle gain after working out. But uh, these powders are also quite beneficial for uh, growing children. They can be very beneficial for uh, vegans and vegetarians. They can be very uh, helpful for uh, men and women as they age. One of the things that we want to protect as we age is our muscle mass. And along with uh, exercise, protein powders have been shown to boost uh, and maintain uh, muscle mass. So this is important because as we age, there's a natural decline in our muscle mass. It's called sarcopenia. And sarcopenia is to our muscles what osteoporosis is to our bones. And there's a lot of research that indicates that sarcopenia is, is actually a bigger factor in uh, making us frail and uh, <laughs> feel older than uh, loss of bone mass. So uh, I wish there was as much attention being paid to uh, maintaining and preserving muscle mass as there is uh, with bone health, because I think the muscle mass is as or perhaps even more important than bone mass. 
Okay, so, but I introduced the segment on fake trendy foods, and I was going down the path of these protein powders are bad, and now you just called me a liar. You didn't really call me a liar. No, but. no, I want to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to explain which ones that I like and which ones I'm not a big fan of. Okay, so uh, there's so, some, so protein powders in general as a category, you find it to be an important supplement or important part of a way for people to imp- in, increase their protein intake, which is important in life. Correct. Okay. So, so what, you, you what know, do you and I, like and what don't you like then? Okay. Well, let me let me make you uh, seem like you're on the right track here because you are. Uh, I think one of the big fake trendy foods are these uh, veggie proteins, whether it's pea powder, pumpkin powder, hemp, rice, soy, whatever. Uh, we're seeing increased popularity of all these uh, vegetable-based, vegetarian based vegan based uh, protein drink mixes out there and what people have to realize is that uh, proteins are composed of amino acids and different proteins have a different uh, biological value in our body a biological value is, a, is assigned to uh, proteins on a numerical basis uh, to signify their ability to be utilized in the human body and uh, these uh, vegetarian proteins are just not even close to being as useful and as well utilized as something like a whey protein. So I think I think whey protein is a better choice for for most people. Uh, whey protein has been shown not only to help with muscle uh, preservation and muscle growth, but also to boost the immune system, to help uh, improve appetite control, and to also improve insulin sensitivity so those are other additional goals that we have and uh, achievements that we have not seen uh, replicated uh, sufficiently with these uh, uh, vegan choices of protein powder so wow uh, interesting yeah now but let me challenge you on that though because whey is dairy and quite often dairy is challenged uh, for some of its health problems Correct. Uh, whey is a uh, byproduct of, of cheese manufacture, and it can, is rich in a protein called lactalbumin. And this particular protein in milk is generally very well tolerated. Another milk protein, casein, is not. So uh, casein-based milk proteins, I think, are problematic for many people because casein is a common food allergen. And and casein is also used in part of adhesives and paints. I mean, it's it's used as an additive in other places as well. Yeah, it it has a glue-like nature to it. It's sticky and uh, uh, it is harder for for many people to digest. uh, And and I think it's it's a lower quality protein, in my opinion, compared to to whey protein because of the issues with allergies and, and digestibility. Mm-hmm. I think whey protein is, is much better. Now, How about if people soy protein? Did, well, soy, uh, soy protein, uh, there are benefits in terms of lowering cholesterol and there are benefits in potentially reducing the risk of hormone-sensitive cancers like, like breast and, and prostate. But I wouldn't overdo soy protein. Uh, soy protein can include uh, the isoflavonoids, uh, these, these hormone-like compounds 
that may interfere with uh, thyroid function and may uh, be a problem for uh, women with certain types of uh, uh, breast cancer. So uh, it's not one that I would recommend uh, on a daily basis. Uh, now, if when people are vegan and they're looking to boost their protein, obviously they're not going to choose a, a whey protein. They're going to charge a lot. Well, they're going to choose a, a vegan source, and and so then we start looking at uh, which of these vegan sources are good: pea, pumpkin, rice. Uh, rice protein is is pretty hard to to concentrate uh, without uh, concentrating some of the the sugars. So. Uh, I, I would recommend uh, kind of avoiding the rice and, and focusing in on the pea powder, p uh, pumpkin powder, hemp powder, uh, some of those other alternative protein sources rather than rely on rice. So there, there are uh, some uh, better recommendations in this category of protein powder. One thing that I do want to point out that is fake and trendy is the, uh, is the notion that just eating an increased amount of protein is going to build muscle. It doesn't work like that. Muscle growth requires the stimulus of exercise, particularly uh, you know, weight-bearing or strength training exercises. And if you're not engaging in those, uh, your protein needs may not be uh, high enough that you require uh, supplementation. Uh, it, it, so there is a fake trendy move with protein powders. All right, let's move on to bars, which I personally will, they're all junk as far as I'm concerned, but I always grab a piece of one before I exercise just to have some, I'll call it more bioavailable fuel in me before I exercise. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? No, I, I think it's fine. Um, I'm a big fan of bars because I travel a lot, uh, and I think there are better bars out there. Uh, it's 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 really tough to kind of guide people on what is a good bar and what's a questionable bar. Well, they all seem uh, to have a ton of sugar in them. Well, yeah, a lot of them have a ton of sugar, and that's easy to say that's a bad bar. Uh, it's kind of a cutoff for me personally uh, is uh, uh, 10. If it has more than, than 10 uh, grams of, of uh, sugar or added sugar, I'll, I'll stay away from it. Now, sometimes they list the level of uh, uh, sugar alcohols. Uh, and they won't list those as sugar. The problem is, is that some of those sugar alcohols are quickly converted to sugar, so they may as well be sugar. So, um, which are there's, those? Well, maltitol in particular uh, is is easily converted to um, to sugar. Uh, erythritol is probably the least likely to get converted to to glucose or affect uh, blood sugar levels. And I also like xylitol. So, uh, you know, take a look at the food label and make sure that when they list the sugar alcohols that, if, that it doesn't contain a lot of maltitol because that basically is almost identical to, to sugar. And uh, so sometimes, you know, they may not have 10 grams of sugar stated, but they may have, you know, 19 grams of maltitol per serving. And that's like, you know, like 19 grams of sugar, and nobody needs that. Well, and if uh, anybody uh, doesn't know, those sugar alcohol, alcohols can also lead to all sorts of nasty digestive gaseous issues. Yes, and some are more uh, problematic in that than others. Uh, you know, we're, we've seen a lot of improvements in 
natural sweeteners with stevia, uh, monk fruit, and uh, these these sugar alcohols in uh, appropriate uh, levels. And uh, they are certainly better than synthetic uh, artificial uh, sweeteners and uh, in, in sugar itself. How about things uh, like rice syrup? A lot of them will have rice syrup in them. Yeah, rice syrup is basically sugar. Same thing, right. Okay. Yeah. Just thought I'd yeah. confirm that. All right. So yeah, no, overall, in terms of the proteins, similar to the protein powders, look for whey protein as the protein that's in a bar. Yeah, I like whey protein. I think the bars, uh, whey protein bars, taste better. Um, and and uh, uh, you know, if I'm going to eat a bar, it better be pretty darn good. Or right. <laughs> and is there enough. is there a good way and bad way? I'm going to jump back to the protein powders briefly, and then we're going to move on to the nut milks. Um, is there a higher quality? Whey products, like do I want to look for organic because I'm looking, you know, when I'm looking for a protein powder, um, or can I just go, I'll call it any cheap whey protein powder? Well, you know, that's I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that's something that I wanted to point out, uh, that I forgot when we were talking about the uh, the, the veggie proteins. Uh, everyone is, you know, in love with organic and and uh, you know, vegetarian proteins. The problem is, is that. Uh, some of these uh, vegan proteins are higher in heavy metals and pesticide residues than than uh, even the dairy-based uh, uh, products. But ideally, you want to you want to utilize uh, organic, grass-fed uh, whey. But I, I think you're splitting hairs because uh, there are a lot of conventional uh, whey proteins that uh, are very clean. Uh, it's very it's much easier to have a clean uh, whey protein than it is a clean vegan protein. And I know that may really uh, <laughs> throw yeah, some people that's into a, a tizzy. That's a huge point. But, yeah. but it, it's an absolute fact. People can go to uh, cleanlabelproject.com and see the results of, some, of a recent analysis of, uh, of protein powders, and they, they prove what, what I'm saying is that there's there's sometimes a problem with these uh, these, these vegetarian proteins. Wow. All right. Let's move on to nut milks. Um, yeah. So, again, soy was the hottest thing going until almond milk came along. And rice never quite, like, it sat in the background. So what's your opinion on, the again, the, the dairy replacements? Well, uh, you, 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 you uh, uh, talked about the nut milks, uh, you know, which include almond, cashew, uh, and, and coconut, uh, I, I like those. Uh, some of those uh, taste great, some of them not so good. Again, you've got to read the label. I would avoid not only sugar, but anything that has carrageenan in it. Carrageenan is from a, a seaweed, and it's used as a thickening agent. It's, you'll see it in a lot of dairy products and, and ice cream. And for many people, it's not a big deal, but uh, it turns out that if a person has a large preponderance of a particular type of bacteria growing in their their gut this bacteria is called bacteroides vulgatus if they have a lot of this bacteria this bacteria metabolizes that carrageenan and into some pretty harmful compounds to the lining of the intestines so uh, for example the way they they uh, create ulcerative colitis in animal models is they will 
make sure that these these rats have this bacteria in their gut, and then they will feed them carrageenan, and it'll just tear up their colons. Well, uh, I think the same thing could happen in humans uh, if they eat carrageenan and they have a high level of this uh, Bacteroides vulgatus. Nobody's going to be doing stool cultures or expensive tests to rule that out, and it's easy to avoid that compound. So I just say everybody should avoid uh, should avoid carrageenan. Yeah. Um, and it, it, and that that applies to all these nut milks, Sarah. I mean, a lot of them have uh, carrageenan because it thickens it up and makes it more milk-like. And yes. uh, so uh, you, you know, it's 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 really buyer beware out there. And uh, you know, food uh, companies and food technologists are always trying to make things uh, more like what they're trying to replicate. And sometimes in that process, they they choose. Uh, uh, compounds that maybe aren't so uh, healthy, and, and uh, carrageenan may be an example of that. So many people drink these milks as an alternative to dairy for whatever reason they're wanting yeah. to avoid the dairy. And one of the primary reasons that they drink their dairy is because of calcium. So, and now they're calcium boosting, I guess, a lot of these. So, are any of these naturally a better calcium source? Not really. You're not going to see, you know, too much, uh, uh, you know, calcium in any of these. It would have to be, it would have to be, uh, to be added to it. I, I, I use these, uh, and I, I rotate, and I think that's a good idea for people. Uh, and it's a good idea for several reasons. One, uh, I think it helps create that healthier, uh, diverse microbiome. One of the things we're learning about this intestinal flora is that diversity is a big key to health, and that diversity is dependent upon how diverse our diet is. If we're eating the, or drinking the same things day in and day out, it's really not as beneficial as if we mix it up. So that's one reason. Two, I think there are different nutrients that these uh, – uh, nut milks uh, provide. So I, I kind of bounce around between almond, coconut, and cashew. Uh, and, uh, you know, you, s some of these brands are fantastic. They taste great. Uh, some of them, not so good to me. Uh, but it's, it's 31 flavors out there. And so uh, I, I would encourage people to uh, uh, to, to you know, sample different, uh, different, different types and, yes. and kind of find the, find the brand that you like and then, then rotate through, uh, these, these different, uh, nut milks. Uh, and I do think that they're very, very healthful and, and they do offer some, uh, advantages in, for many people over, over dairy. All right. But again, being very careful because we were, the topic was fake trendy foods. So, yeah. so being well, careful yeah, on the we, ingredient list to watch out for well, sugar, uh, watch out uh, for carrageenan, watch out for um, the sugar, sugar alcohols. Right. Yeah, oh, sugar. I mean, if you're, looking at, right. if you're looking at some of these nut milks, you know, they're, 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 they, to make them taste good in soy and rice in, as well, the sugar content is crazy high. And uh, that's, that's, that is certainly a, a, a fake trendy food is pretending to be a healthy food when in, in fact it's not healthy because of what they're adding to it. Okay. So let's move on now to bone broth, um, which shocked me when you and I were chatting before you know, prepping for this podcast. Then you said that you didn't think that bone broth was all it's cracked up to be. Now, is that bone broth in its pure state like grandma used to make or bone broth, same thing like we're talking now, like I go to the shelf and a lot yeah. of it has been processed out? 
Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of bone broth. I, I even don't, like whatever uh, I used to make. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, you know, and, and uh, uh, you know, I, I like uh, uh, <laughs> I like that uh, for a base for a soup. Uh, for you know, it, it 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 I think it's fine for uh, for food uh, use. But you know, now we have all these uh, bone broth products, and uh, uh, here's here's my issue with them. One, uh, they're promoting the benefits of collagen. Well. Uh, collagen uh, is not that great of a protein. It's not a complete protein. It doesn't have a very high biological value. A lot of the claims that are made for bone broth in terms of healing the leaky gut or uh, increasing the collagen content of the skin and uh, healing joints, questionable. And then the statement over and over again, you see, an, on, you Google uh, nutritional content of bone broth, and they'll talk about its high mineral content. Well, you know what? They're, they've done very detailed analyses of bone broth, and it's not very high in minerals, uh, you know, whether we're talking calcium, magnesium, or, or the trace minerals. So I think there's more marketing hype right now, and uh, I think there are better quality proteins than, than the, the proteins that are found in, in bone broth. So I'm gonna I want to go back to collagen for a second. We come back to protein. So collagen in general, does that mean that you wouldn't do supplements for collagen as well? I don't think so. Uh, I think that one a of the lot of people that's a very trendy thing too is for people it to is taking very, collagen supplements. It's very trendy because the idea is that you take collagen and your body's going to absorb it and it's going to be deposited in your skin to puff up your your skin a little bit, remove the fine lines and wrinkles. Uh, same thing with, with your joints. Uh, collagen is rich in certain types of amino acids that when they are uh, absorbed and utilized, they may help in the assembly of collagen, but it's not like we're uh, digesting the, the, the collagen intact and it's getting placed in our cells and in our tissues intact. That doesn't happen, and, and that's kind of a, uh, a fake and trendy uh, <laughs> a food because people are making that claim, and they're also making uh, you know uh, other claims that that really don't have any any science and. What 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 uh, what I find fake and trendy is when a uh, when a when a company or uh, a distributor of a particular product is making all these claims and making all this money and has never done any research to support those claims. I think that that's that's fake and trendy. There are some studies with collagen supplements, but whether it's due to simply providing higher levels of some of these key amino acids that you could you could achieve. Uh, by by uh, utilizing other protein sources, that hasn't been fully uh, determined. My my feeling is is that it's it's uh, it's in those amino acids that are being absorbed that you can get from uh, any of a number of other proteins other than than uh, bone broth or, or collagen supplements that are really responsible for the effects noted. Gotcha. Okay. So real quickly, if not bone broth for nutrients and protein. Then what? Just the standard, well, uh, you know, go eat healthy meats and proteins and nuts and all the things we've been talking about. Yep. Let's uh, let's let's focus on uh, you know getting that uh, diversity in our diet, eating a variety of uh, protein sources. Uh, you know, try and, and uh, uh, include vegetarian protein sources on a regular basis as well, 
And then if you're looking for specific, uh, you know, protein boosting supplements, I really like whey protein. I think it's the highest biological value protein and, and offers some additional benefits over the others that I, I talked about earlier. Got it. I'm going to challenge you on one thing you just said. You mentioned vegetarian protein sources. You mean nuts, not like the pumpkins, peas, and all that? Yeah, okay. not only nuts and seeds, but but also uh, you've 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 uh, you've got legumes, uh, beans. I think beans yes. uh, can be can be very healthful, and uh, I think I think they're I think in many ways uh, legumes, beans are a, are a superfood. They're they're rich in in uh, fiber. They have good sources of protein. They're not a complete protein, but part of a, of a good healthy diet in proper combination. They do provide good quality protein. And they help, help stabilize blood sugar levels and uh, exert additional benefits uh, on our microbiome that I think really make them a superfood. All right, well thank you so much Dr. Michael Murray on opening our eyes and, and, and opening my eyes in terms of the pros and cons of the protein powders, nut milks, bone broth, and all these other trendy foods. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Sarah. I appreciate it. I'm talking to leading naturopathic physician, Dr. Michael Murray, about the many ways in which food can heal, sometimes more effectively than medications. Dr. Murray has published over 30 books that show with scientific proof how diet, vitamins, minerals, herbs, and other natural measures impact our health, including his 700-page Encyclopedia of Healing Foods that Bottom Line recently published. Dr. Murray makes a powerful case for the real and big ways that food harm and heal. Not just that pizza and hot wings give you heartburn, but things like how deficiencies in basic nutrients can lead to debilitating conditions, including anxiety, depression, sleep disorders why they call acne skin diabetes, and how simple dietary changes can bring skin back to healthy, wholesome balance so you look younger and oh so radiant. We've all had our fair share of bad behavior in our past. Dr. Mary has the evidence that shows the damage done by even those horrible eating habits of youth, and I was a poster child for them, can be overcome to help you feel and look better, improve your sleep, feel happy again, reduce your risk of cancer, heart disease, and the other dangers just waiting to shorten your ability to enjoy life. Order Dr. Murray's Encyclopedia of Healing Foods at bottomlinestore.com slash Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y. That's bottomlinestore.com slash Murray.